Hello, and welcome to the World We Live In podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson. Alongside me is Kyle Malden. Join us as we explore the amazing, mysterious aspects of our planet's cultures, history, and future trends. What's up, Kyle? Nothing much, man. How are you doing? I am doing great. Can't complain. Can't complain. Living Can't complain. Uh, out here, living the dream. Out here, living the dream. I get a little adjusted here. Okay, we're good. Yeah, man. Um, it's a wonderful, beautiful day down south. It is some sun today. Yeah, some good sun. Some good, uh, <laughs> good temp. Not too humid yet, but uh, we'll get there. I know. I know. Um, this was a birthday, birthday, birthday guy, birthday, birthday week for uh, birthday week, yeah. Eric Patterson, <laughs> big old twenty three, two three, Michael Jordan birthday on uh, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So if you wanna wanna tweet at Eric or Facebook or text him, it's his birthday on Thursday. Thursday birthday. So I guess by the time you're listening to this, it'll be a happy belated. That's true. Wish me a belated. Means almost as much. <laughs> <laughs> Each day is like a minus ten percent. It's a mi- yeah. it's a minus. Yeah, my, yeah. Each day you're late, it's minus ten percent. So, like, I I, th- I think that's fair. I think it's fair. I'll appreciate you less than before. <laughs> Just ten percent less. Uh, did you got anything anything interesting happen to you? No. Nothing I can remember. Nothing you can remember. Uh, those are the best. Those Any are the best. anything anything good happened to you? Um, I, dude, <laughs> I kind of had a, I have a funny story. We were, uh, I was downtown, uh, with work last Friday, and, um, I don't know. Downtown Nashville is just, like, a strange downtown. It, it is. It's, like, not a normal downtown area. First off, you have Broadway, so for anyone who hasn't been to Nashville, uh, come. Yes, yes. First of all, visit Nashville. Yeah, that by saying that, I'm not saying Nashville. It's a bad downtown. It's an absolutely wonderful downtown area, but it's just it's just strange. It's different. So Broadway is situated pretty much in the middle of the city, and there's at least there's three or four blocks where it is just bars and honky tonks. So that's weird in itself because surrounding all that is like businesses and the working the working man, not the uh, like businesses and like apartments. Yeah, apartments, business, just what like what's your normal downtown area, like places to eat, coffee shops, whatever. But while you're in that little Broadway four block downtown area, you see some of the most ridiculous shit during the day. I was I was downtown <laughs> uh, w- doing some work. Um, out on, out on the, uh, well, I was, I was doing, I was with, doing some work with my company. We were downtown. I was out on the street, uh, testing some equipment, but, um, the, the people down there are, are, they're just ridiculous. So 
there's this, I've never seen this before. There was a John Deere tractor, a big green John Deere tractor, and strapped behind it was a, just a flatbed, a flatbed, and people were standing on it, and there was just, there was like a fence built on the edge, and that is all that was protecting these people just getting smashed from like falling off. And they were drinking. Yeah, they were on- drinking. On the back, so they were just standing up drinking. There was like music playing, like <laughs> blaring out of the speakers on the back. It's it's like a party bus minus any concealment. Yeah, just totally open. They were just standing. It's not like there were like benches <laughs> or anything. On there was everyone was just standing, and this dude was just driving a John Deere tractor. I was like, you will not see that in literally any other U.S. city. Nope. I don't think so. Nat, dude, Nashville's a different sort of place. <laughs> Nashville's a different place. Dude, then there's all the pedal taverns and whatnot. Yeah. It's dude. just a weird... Well, it was, and it was on a Friday, so like it was extra because people were in for the weekend. Man. Yeah, it was just crazy. Not many places can you get uh, pulled by a tractor downtown while you're... Uh, while you're drinking? Just drinking, getting... No. Uh, just pulled through the city. I am curious about the, like, the laws that are associated with that and, like, because there has to be, obviously there's restrictions on where they have to go, but there has to be, like, time of day. I mean, dude, there, I don't know. There has to be some, some law. I don't know. I want to know how you, how you register that tractor with the DMV. Like, how is that tractor? Yeah, and I mean, the driver obviously has to be, I would assume, some sort of certified. I don't know what company owns that. I'm not sure who would want that much liability on there. Or maybe people have to sign a waiver. I don't know. Could you imagine coming up with the idea that, hey, we're just going to get some big old tractors, (laughs) attach a flatbed to it, put up some dinky fences, and then have people drink while we pull them around? It's, it's, It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Right, and on top of that, we have the pedal taverns and uh, horse and ca- horse and like cart rides. Yes, yes, those. There's the party barges, which it, it looks like a boat, but it's just like, <laughs> it's just like a tractor pulling people. It's like, oh my gosh. Maybe it's just that I'm never a tourist in the city, so I just look down upon people visiting. No, I, don't, I mean, I don't look down upon them. I just think it's funny. Dude, it's it's funny. It is. Hilarious. It's funny. It's fun. It's funny to look at. Oh, it's hilarious, dude! It's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's a certain type of place, but we love it. We do, yeah. It's we a it. it's a fun time. It's a good city. Well, um, let's get into it. Um, so have you? So we're gonna talk about. Uh, actually, let's start. Let's just go through like. We'll just cover this briefly, uh, this WeWork. So I was just scrolling through some news today, and I saw this. So WeWork is a, uh, a company that um, sets up these co-working spaces where there's it's, they basically rent out these huge buildings, and they turn them into like co-working spaces where there's like a coffee bar, like tables, internet, there's private rooms for like larger companies, but still small in a sense. Um, it honestly, the picture of it, it kind of looks like a hotel lobby. It does. It looks like a hotel lobby. <laughs> it looks like they buy out these places and make it into 
a, a hotel lobby where people can work with like a business center. Speaking of downtown, on the on the side of the AT and T building, there is a WeWork sign. No way. I did, I just remember that. I noticed that when I was I'll have actually to look downtown. For it. Yeah, yeah. It's on the side, and I was like. I know I've heard of WeWork because there's there's a location um, over toward East Nashville and there's also one downtown, but yeah they're all, they're like I, I mean <clears throat> I understand why they're popular like like you, you see all different sorts of people working there you can develop relationships They're probably whatnot. networking huge networking has to be huge networking space but I was reading um, I was just scrolling through some of the stuff uh, that's happening with them recently. And um, some of the some of these numbers are just are just absurd. Um, so it's a New York the New York based. Um, they've committed to paying at least eighteen billion billion dollars in rent with a B with eighteen billion in rent. Um, for like all of their locations, uh, up through what was it, twenty twenty three? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So here it is. So five billion in rent by twenty twenty two, with a further thirteen point two billion due from twenty twenty three onwards. What What is most crazy to me is the rapid growth. Of, exactly. So it says that. Uh, WeWork has 220,000 members as of March 1st, um, which is up from only 7,000 members four years ago. That's pretty nuts. So they went from Mm 7,000 to 220,000. Dude, that's crazy. That... That's insane. I mean, that's insane. I'm not sure how a company deals with that... that that type level of expansion. Of, that level of expansion. I mean, when I when I initially read this, I was like, "Oh, like that's just that's just poor management. Like, there's no way you have there's no way you need to be paying 18 billion in rent." So they but have they have 234 uh, locations. Almost two dozen countries. Um. Yeah. And I mean. It says, uh, the massive jump in locations and memberships has driven revenue growth in excess of 100%, but costs are also rising faster, resulting in a total net loss of $934 million last year. The company's growing use of discounts to attract new members has also pushed down the revenue it generates. That's tough. Dude, that is super... I don't think it's sustainable, doesn't seem like it. Not unless they, uh, not unless they, yeah, find other ways to. I think it said they were going to start buying and managing the retail spaces instead of paying rent. That's probably smarter. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Yep. Um, I was saying I was talking to Eric before the before we started the the show, and I was like, "Why would you just not go to Starbucks? Like, there are plenty of free spaces. There are. But if you're an entrepreneur." Mm-hmm. And you do like legal or finance, like you, like you can't meet out of Starbucks. No, you need, you know what I mean. Like you, you go to one of these spaces, you get, you know, you rent a private room mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, and uh, you want to be around like-minded people. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, it it totally makes sense. Um, 
I understand. I understand the growth, especially in these larger cities like New York. I mean, dude, I mean, we've talked about New York before. <laughs> it's a beast of a city. I can only imagine all the entrepreneurial minds there. So, yeah, I, I just, I always, I, I find these, uh, these companies that just explode always interesting because scaling is just a oh, huge, huge challenge. Well, and they're seeking. The article says they're seeking. Five hundred million dollars to grow more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. We'll have to see. I'll have to see where it goes. Well, it also says um, the CEO uh, Adam. I think it's Adam Newman. Um, he owns seventy-five percent of of the Class B common stock. There it is. Yep. Which it's sixty that equals sixty five uh, percent of the voting power, which means he, I mean, is basically running the ship. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like he's <laughs> he's definitely still mostly in charge. Yeah. Um. But. Oh wow, he's young. Yeah, no, he's a young guy. He's Thirty nine. Mm. Oh, Israeli. Oh, there you go. Oh wow. What a time. Very cool. Very cool. So anyway, just a little just a little blurb there. Um, being a being an econ. Well, we both graduated from business school. We did. And it's always interesting learning about businesses. Businesses. Well, understanding understanding how people uh, yeah, I mean, it's almost like are you going to not are you going to take a back seat to growth in order to be financially stable and it sounds like this is the complete opposite. Do you just Grow. Unruly, aggressive expansion. Unruly growth. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, this, this next this next segment is really cool. Totally different. Totally different space, though. Um, so, these... Uh, we're going to talk about a people called the Bajau. Um, we heard it pronounced a few different ways, but we're just going to go with Bajau. It's B-A-J-A-U. Um... And they are a, they're basically a nomadic sea people that live um, around the Indonesian area um, of the world. Um, And so, yeah, the nomadic people live in waters winding through Philippines, Malaysia, and Indonesia. And so the draw to these people is their insane abilities to dive and hold their breath for just ridiculous amounts of time. Um, it says 13 minutes. That's the, that's the largest number I heard, was 13 minutes. Uh, and it says um, at uh, depths of about 200 feet, which is wild. I mean, dude, 13 minutes. That's free diving. 13 minutes underwater, like, I don't know, man, that, dude, I mean, it's a long time. Yeah, dude, that's like, it's like, it's like running, I mean, if you're in really good shape, that's like running two miles, a mile and a half for most people. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Um, What most people don't understand, though, uh, at least in Can you my- imagine running two miles and not breathing? <laughs> oh, no. No way. Dude, you would die. Can you imagine trying to do, like, at least just, like, a lap? Uh, no. And what, that, that takes, like, m- maybe two minutes? 
Yeah, dude, I don't, I, I truly, this is one thing <laughs> that I truly cannot even relate to. Like, nowhere near relating. But what most people don't understand is that um, the response your body has when you are, like, underwater. So it says, um, this is an article from uh, Nat Geo. Um, so your body goes into a uh, diving response. It says your heart rate slows, your blood vessels constrict, and your spleen contracts. All reactions help you save energy when you're low on oxygen. So um, these people have a enlarged spleen. They do, which some people... Um even live without their spleen. Yes, you can live without your spleen. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, but it says that that these people have a fifty percent larger spleen than the uh, average person. Yes. Um, so they took. Um, so they cite a um, uh, a woman named Melissa Lardo from the Center for Geogenetics at the University of Copenhagen. She wanted to see if the same characteristics were true for diving humans um, um, related to spleen size in mammal in marine mammals such as seals. And so she um, went down and um, took, uh, took information um, from the Bajau people and a related group called the Selawan. Who live on the Indonesian mainland? On the Indonesian mainland, and she compared the two samples, and her team found that the median size of the Bajau person's spleen was fifty percent bigger than the same organ in the Salwan people. I think it's it's amazing that in this next quote that says, "If there's something going on at the genetic level, you have to have a certain size spleen." Like it is, it's crazy to me that these people are like genetically different than. They everyone are. else yeah their environment like diving has created their spleen it's made their spleen larger over the generations um and yeah the so these researchers stumbled across a gene called pde10a which is thought to control a um, certain thyroid hormone in the bajau but not in the salawan and so it says in mice, the hormone has been linked to spleen size, and mice that are manipulated have lower amounts of the hormone. Sorry. Mice that are manipulated to have lower amounts of the hormone have smaller spleens. So, that, I guess that's kind of the, the, the genetic part of it. Yeah. But, um,. I don't know. Just from like a just from like a lifestyle a lifestyles perspective, these people are so unique. From oh yeah, looking the on the Nat Geo website, they have a picture of like their I guess community, and they they have built houses on these stilts mm. in the water, yeah. um, and that is um, obviously where they sleep and where they live, and then they go out to catch food and. Dude, yeah, the dude's catching an octopus. And it's just inking everywhere. It's the fourth picture. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All of their food comes from the sea. I imagine they're, I mean, dude. I mean, they're lean. You have to be lean. Some pretty lean. Yeah, dude, you have to you're be eat, lean. You're eating seafood and 
swimming and fishing for your food all the time. <laughs> Swim, not to mention swimming is like a full body exercise. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, without a doubt. Um, dude, I'm 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 the, I'm sure their lifestyle is difficult, but it looks extremely enjoyable. Yeah, it does. It looks really enjoyable. Yeah, it does. Um, I would do. I yeah. I would. I would really be interested to. Uh, like I don't know, if I could like, like a day in the life. Yeah, like a day in the life. If I could just go like hang out. Be a yeah. Be a free diver, a uh, fisherman. For reals. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see the, the end of this article kind of mentions it, the, the medical implications that this might have. Mm. Um, it says that there is a, con- a medical condition called acute hy- hypoxia, mm-hmm. uh, in which humans experience a rapid loss of oxygen. And it's saying since these, the Bajau people can obviously hold their breath for 13 minutes and don't experience that that they it could help i don't want to say cure but at least treat um hypoxia 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 yeah okay yes go ahead i was just saying i think that uh will be interesting it definitely it definitely is um and the uh the it's yeah it's it's like it's like these, uh, the Bajau people are, their environment has become, uh, it's like a, almost like a testing ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so, uh, it's so specific that like their, their body has developed such a specific adaptation for the spleen. Oh, no. Dude, ev- evolution. Yeah. Look at, look at, look at that. Look at us go. Dude, the human body, and we've said this before, the the human body that it can be put through just absolute hell, and it comes out on top. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Um, at the end of the article, it does note that the 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 sea nomad lifestyle is is under attack, and that due to um, like commercial fishing, uh, they are, it is making it harder for them to you know, fish since there's less fish due to the commercial fishermen. Um, also they're considered a marginalized group since they don't have the same rights Mm -hmm. as, uh, I guess mainland citizens. I was going to say, I imagine there's a reason why they are kind of hanging out in the ocean. Uh huh. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of it's tradition. Yeah, man, there's definitely tradition and, uh, I mean, the ocean is plentiful, but, like, I'm sure there's a reason why they started hanging out in the ocean. Uh-huh. be interesting to read about the history. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was really cool. It said, uh, it said as, a, as a result, um, oh, many of them have gone back to the, uh, to the mainland. It did. It talks, there's, uh, there is some talk about people who have gone back to the mainland to become, like, cattle herders or, um, mm-hmm. yeah, just, like, farmers. I'm sure. I'm sure that's a tough transition from living on 
I mean, dude, living on the water 24-7, oh my too. Oh, gosh. Yeah, dude, totally different. Being on land. Oh, for sure. Um, I, I, uh, I thought the, um, how should I say this? Well, while I was reading the article about the Bajau, I, um, I thought about the, uh, the Sherpas on like Mount Everest or like Mm -hmm. even like Machu Picchu. Yeah. Yeah. How they live so high altitude wise. (laughs) <laughs> um, that their bodies have adapted to the high altitudes and they're just able to go, go, go. Unlike, dude, if we were to go to like, I mean, you've been some to people, some people train to go to Machu Picchu. Some people train to go to Machu some, Picchu. I mean, I mean you definitely train to go to Everest. Like that is no joke. Like older, older people will like start walking, like train before yeah. they go to Machu Picchu because it is a... It's a tax on the on the lungs Dude, to I, operate at that at that altitude. Oh, it is. Um, I was out in when was that? Dude, that was probably like seven or eight years ago, maybe even longer than that, maybe ten. But I was obviously I was younger, and we were out uh, skiing out in Colorado, and we were pretty high up on the mountain, and I got like altitude sickness, mm-hmm. and it sucked. Oh, I'm sure it sucked. Yeah, they you give feel like shit. When you land in in Peru, they give you uh coca leaves cuz apparently that's supposed oh, to help right. and they yeah, have they have that. candy that's candies for you that's supposed to help with the with the altitude change. Dude, straight in the airport like Yeah, no, they they know. Yeah. They know. They're adjusted, but they know people are not coming in. No, that's um it's it's really really interesting i won't i won't you know what i think i've always found interesting is as people were like back way 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 back when people were like spreading out all all over the world Uh like when they would like i mean they're walking everywhere like i don't know maybe i don't know maybe they had animals i'm not sure i would say mostly walking mostly walking but yes Especially before... I don't think we domesticated no, animals no. until... Well, that's what I was thinking. I uh-huh. was thinking uh, time frame-wise. But yeah, definitely. I don't th- Maybe I don't think any animals. Yeah, before we domesticated. I mean, still, if it, even if you have a donkey with like some of your stuff on it, you're still moving pretty slow. You're still moving pretty slow. And you're like walking... You can... S- I don't know how to express this. Like, you're walking everywhere and like... You're probably moving a lot. So your body is like constantly adjusting to different altitudes, different, I don't know, seasonal. I mean, depending on how far you go one day, like you could, you know, if you started in a desert and then you end up walking to through the mountains, like that's a completely different topography. Totally. Like we, we are somewhat, well, actually not somewhat, we're definitely not experiencing that because like we come to our we come home to our houses and like it's a controlled environment and like our bodies are not cons our bodies aren't every day adjusting to like temperature i was gonna say we altitude have, we have things literally in the home to control the temperature so when it's too hot outside oh yeah like when you're inside <laughs> like you can make it cooler and then you know during the winter like oh you know it's 
pretty chilly. It's like 50 degrees. Let's yeah. crank it up the heat. It's true. Or like, uh, or like even like, uh, uh, what, dehumidifiers? Dude, <laughs> like, yeah, we, 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 we've become spoiled. See, we've we do spoiled. not have to adjust to no earth very much. No, no, I, yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of miss that. Really? Well, I mean, miss that as in, <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't say miss that. Cause I've, I should, we, should we just shut off there? <laughs> no, no, let's not do that. No, no, no let's not do that. Um, no, like you've been, I mean, you've been camping before. I have there? There's there's just something that like feels good about like waking up in the morning and it's like a cool morning air and I agree. I you think, just slept on the ground. I think there's a reason that we have every like pretty much every need you know like in the house and yet people still like want to leave and go camping Mm, it's true it's no i agree like if you were to put that on paper like pros controlled climate pros food pros like toilet pros running water there is like almost no reason that you'd be like hey let's go spend the night get bit by a ton of mosquitoes true and eat noodles or like hot dogs and beans yeah for a couple days <laughs> like you know what i mean let's go let's build the fire and then have smoke blown into my face for 30 minutes yeah it doesn't it, <laughs> it seems counterintuitive but like that sounds fun <laughs> no if, if you told me we had a campsite like after this and i didn't have to go to work tomorrow i would go camping we'd do it we'd do it for sure um, yeah, no, it's a cool idea. Um, I think that's very telling of the human condition that we keep like going back to like earth and nature. I, I agree. It's, it's, uh, it is, it's, it's innate almost. It, it actually not almost. I would say it is it's I would, an innate, even though we've. At least in the first world we've come, we've become, like, a little detached from the earth. Like, it's still, I think, an innate response. I would agree. Yeah. Um, If you could be a Sherpa or a Bajau diver, which one would you choose? I am going to go diver. Diver. What about you? I like the I like the ocean. I'm I'm no, beach. Growing up in in Los Angeles, I'm yeah. a, I'm an ocean guy. I'm dude. I'm, I'm torn. Really, I love dude. I love the mountains, but like, there's nothing. There's like nothing better than like scuba diving <laughs> or well, actually, I shouldn't say I'm not scuba. I haven't been scuba diving, snorkeling. Underwater is just a completely different world. Yeah. Dude, there's something about being water. Yeah. Again, it's another innate thing for by humans. Like, I get that water pretty much equals survival. But, like, dude, being near water is the best. It is. There's a reason that every human, almost every human civilization was started by a river. That's a very good point. Mostly yeah. for water purposes, and I get that, but... Man, there was something about being by like running water or the ocean where it's okay. like this is enhanced. Feels good. Feels good. Very good. 
Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to say... My mind keeps going back to the mountains, so I'm going to have to say a shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I know. I'll come visit you by the sea, though. I appreciate it. I will <laughs> not be visiting you. <laughs> um, dude, let's talk about... Uh, let's talk about Westworld. Okay. What'd you think about... What'd you th- uh, no spoilers. Let's try not to spoil anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. For those of you who haven't watched Westworld or don't know what it is, yeah. If you haven't watched Westworld, uh, you might, you probably can just like turn the podcast off. <laughs> it's a, it's on HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. I mean, it's pretty good. It's, it's pretty well done. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really well done. I love it. Um, it's about it's about uh, two worlds colliding. The world's colliding. If you will. The real world and the artificial world. That's right. Yeah, no, it's about uh, artificial intelligence and, like, an artificial world that's been created for people to go into. It's like an adult Disneyland. Yeah. It's like Jurassic Park, but filled with humans. Wow. Even better. Yeah. That was a better description. Better description. Better analogy. Um, No, but, dude, we... I, dude, I, I... So, season two started on... Sunday. Sunday. We watched it on Monday. Uh-huh. Dude, I was wired. Me too, I couldn't yeah. go to sleep. Yeah, man. I didn't sleep for like an hour. I, I, I laid in my, yeah, I laid in my bed for like 30, 45 minutes after watching that episode. So, what did I think? I mean, it set up the rest of, for the rest of the season really nicely. Super nicely. Um, I, I, I don't know. I did you did you watch the um did you watch a little trailer after the No, I couldn't. You didn't. I needed after after the end of the episode, I needed to decompress. Yeah. I couldn't like I couldn't handle any more input. Yeah. No, I dude, there's like I think there's like a samurai world or like a Well, the samurai world they have at the they, end yeah, of Yeah, at the end of season 1. Naomi Damn. We've talked about AI on here before. A lot. A mm-hmm. lot of AI. Well, we did. We did like... To be fair, it's... It's it's, it's creeping up on us. I was going to say, it's the future, and the future's now, so... <laughs> would you go into... If there was a world like that, would you go into it? Would you go into a West world? I am going to say... No, mm-hmm. because I have no desire to. I don't know, man. The people in that show are just like super rowdy. Dude, yeah, I mean it's a. So in in Westworld, if world. if you're going to visit, since you are dealing with AI, like AIs, you can you can pretty much do anything. You can you can do anything. Yeah, you can literally. I mean, yeah. Anything. Um, I I like boundaries. I like I like boundaries, boundaries for for <laughs> for as free as as I can be sometimes, and uh-huh. you know, I'm a n- notorious rule breaker. Indeed. I uh, I I do. There are some rules that I feel like should be unbroken. It's interesting the ethical boundaries that all that brings up. Yes, it is. Do AIs have rights? If, have if so, yeah. what rights do they have? Do they have rights? Is it like, are they... Yeah, I mean, are they human? Are... 
Do, yeah, do they have the same rights as a human? Well, I feel like this... I just got a flashback of uh, Alex Jones. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're talking about the... Uh, the 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 hybrid the human hybrid <laughs> the human hybrid video what is what is Alex what what is what is he like and what he is, has his own he has his own um uh, news is he just is he just a talk show he has his own news I don't know if it's, a, it's not a network it's like a he has a YouTube channel is it is that what it is he's he, a he has like billions of listens dude don't say that no I kid you not oh god he has like yeah. So Alex Jones, what Eric just said, so he has his own YouTube channel, um, and he is a conspiracy theorist, and um, he's very animated, and he has some very interesting opinions on... Super aggressive. Uh, the government. Yep. Um, human and animal hybrids. Half amphibian, half human, half dog, half human. <laughs> I love the ones where he says half human twice. Oh yeah. As if like half wasn't enough. Um part part pig, part part dog. No, he is. He's he's amphibian. out of control. But he, yeah. if if you if you have ten seconds to waste your life on um, I, w- I would look up a clip on, on YouTube just to... Just look up Best of Alex Jones, and I think it's like the first or second one of... Or Best of Alex Jones Human Hybrid. It's just a compilation of him saying... You get you get worked up a little bit. <laughs> Dude, you do. He's just so aggressive. His energy is just insane. He's all <laughs> over the place. His face looks like it's about to explode. His head looks oh, like he, it, it should just pop. It's a it's a full body. He gets one hundred percent into it. Dude, he, I mean, it's a workout. I will. I will also say I personally do not enjoy, endorse what he's saying. Oh no, what he says is ridiculous. It's like, but absurd. It's funny, interesting to think about, but most of it's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. That was a tangent. I apologize. I apologize. No, no, I was thinking about that as well uh, the other week as we listened to him. But I mean, to, going back to the point, we we will get to the the point where we will have to look at what rights. I mean, I know it's different because like animals and like pets have feelings and they do feel. And yeah. obviously animals have rights, but I think we will get to that point with artificial intelligence as well. Oh, for sure. We will. We will. Uh, I think it might be a while, but we'll, we'll be there. After we... Uh... I feel like that's such an extra issue. Oh, it is. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like such a, such a developed... Oh, dude, that has food, water, oxygen, nothing to do with the shelter. No. No. Super extra. It is, what do we do with this robot that we created that has become self-aware? That, <laughs> that we've spent millions of dollars creating that's become self-aware. That problem couldn't even be fathomable to people who were trying to start fires and, like, make wheels. Seems super avoidable. You know what? It, it's it does seem like it. 
Just don't do it. <laughs> Just don't create that. I think we're too far along now. Humanity, man. Put it. We're we're our own Greek tragedy. Like you know how a Greek tragedy is when your own strength is like your own bigness weakness. Like as the Achilles well. heel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're like that. That is humanity. Like pushing the boundaries <laughs> is what made us like yeah. so prosperous today, and it is also what's gonna end up killing us. Well, I totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, well, should we end on that note? Sure. Yeah. I just, you know, the world end. <laughs> That's how every story ended in middle school. You know, it's. A, I remember like creative writing, like yeah. write a story, we'd all write one, and then we could never think of endings so we were just like oh and then everyone dies everyone bl- they bl- we blew ourselves right up. it was like oh yeah. well then that's how you know all the knots are tied and <laughs> finale boom it's over we're done <laughs> uh thank you for listening we are on spotify stitcher audio boom audio boom um itunes rate and review um and yeah you can find us on my facebook page as well and find us on twitter at world we live pod um also visit us at world we live.org world we live in.org excuse me um wish eric a happy birthday and wish me happy birthday um you know what i might try to get this episode out for my birthday what see if if i get some wishes that's super uh, selfish of me but i think i'm gonna do it you are so conceited. <laughs> you conceited bastard. Uh, okay. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Indeed.